You are listening to episode 34 of the On The Wrong Lead podcast. Follow us on Twitter at at wrong underscore lead, youtube.com slash on the wrong lead, and visit our website at on the wrong lead.com. Help support On The Wrong Lead by signing up for AM Wager and earn 10% back up to $500 on all exotic and win bets made in your first 30 days. Use our link in the podcast notes. You can also support us by buying a t-shirt or other merch at ontherunglead.com. Hey guys, it's Josh here from On The Wrong Lead, and I have a very special guest today from America's Best Racing's number one live Oaklawn Friday afternoon show. Wolf Oaklawn himself. Chase, how you doing, Chase? All right. I'd be better if you didn't have to add so many qualifiers to that statement. <laughs> it's very specific. It's uh, like a guy, guy who hits 500 on odd-numbered Tuesdays in the months of April and June. I mean, if that guy only played those two times, I mean, that, that's a profitable year. Touche. But uh yeah, no Chase, I know it's been a been a couple weeks since we've done this. I know um with uh you you're going uh, at least from when we were talking about I know you and uh you and your wife are going through a new uh new business idea you've been throwing around and uh and honestly it's just kind of not really our our wheelhouse of the year, I guess I would say. Well yours, I mean, you know, Oak Lawn's going, but um you know, there's not there's just not a lot going on outside of Oakland. You know, kind of the, the weekend's been kind of kind of slow, but uh, yeah, we're still trying to trying to keep this uh, pump out some content here. But uh, how's uh, how's the live show been going? I mean, I know I've seen it. I watch every week. I make sure to join in the conversation. How do you feel it's going? I, I think it's going pretty well. Um, you know, I didn't really know uh, Blackjack Fletcher before we started, um, but just you know, from the first show, we were able to kind of, we, we were able to, to kind of, you know, read each other and go off of each other pretty well just from the, from the first. And so, uh, you know, I, it gets easier as I get to know him and he gets to know me a little bit and, um, it doesn't hurt that we've got, we've had some really great guests to, um, to, you know, kind of keep things moving along instead of just he and I you know, yakking for two hours, but you know, cause we, we've had Bree Mott and we've had uh, Jason Barkley and Lane Luzzy and, you know, we've got more guests to come. So, you know, having the guests takes the pressure off of us, but uh, I think it's going pretty well. Uh, you know, we, we give our tickets that we play last uh, Friday, Blackjack had a, had a, uh, I think it was a $1,800 pick five cash. And, um, you know, I had a few, few picks that came home too. So, it's fun. I mean, we joke around a lot, but I feel like there's a lot of good handicapping info in there. And, you know, we answer questions and I'm pandering fast food chains to try to get endorsements to, to line my pockets, which none have come through yet. You ever see, um, are, are you a fan of Bo Burnham by chance? If I have heard the name before, does that make me a fan? No, but I mean, do you, do you know of him at least? I believe I know of him. Okay, he, so he's got a Netflix special out there. Um, he's a uh, he does like a lot of like comedy music and stuff like that. Um, but uh, at some point, just like in the middle of his show, uh, his Netflix special, all of a sudden it's like this message brought to you by Flaming Hot Cheetos, and like there's like a Flaming Hot Cheetos song that comes on, 
And then he just goes, I'm not sponsored by them. I just want to be. So it's pretty yeah, good. That's, that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm going for is if I, if I, uh, just put it out into the ether enough that I will be sponsored by the Wendy's Baconator, which I had one tonight, and it was just as delicious as it is every time. That's my go-to. I mean, that it really is. It's my go-to because the thing is, is that so back in the day, we're a little off topic here. Back in the day, uh, you know, when the golden age of the dollar menu was around, right? You know, back when you could go to any of the fast food places and. You know, they had like half their menu for a dollar. Um, you know, I I was always in between. Um, you know, we, we my friend and I we were always in between going to Wendy's or going to McDonald's, uh, and that was back when the double cheeseburger was still on the dollar menu. It's before the whole McDouble nonsense, and you know that ended up getting more expensive. Um, but uh, yeah, that you know that Junior Bacon Cheeseburger is, is solid. And Dude, the the Junior Bacon Cheese was the king. The king of the one dollar menu. I used to roll through Wendy's with like five dollars in my in my checking account, giving them my debit card to buy four Junior Bacon cheeseburgers, and I would just house all four. Well, the funny thing is, is that like I remember, uh, I remember you would go, like it was three bucks, three bucks. It'd be a a uh, junior bacon cheeseburger, a crispy chicken or a double stack, and uh, a nugget. All right, it's three bucks. And then if you went to McDonald's, it was two McDoubles and a McChicken, a McDouble, a McChicken, and a fry. Like you would, you know, kind of mix and match depending on how you're feeling. And you'd eat like a king. I mean, this was when I was in college, right? And I mean, like all we were doing is um, uh, going to my buddy Bill's house and hanging out in the basement. And playing fucking World of Warcraft all night with eating fucking junk food and drinking, you know, two liters of Mountain Dew. Uh, and uh, and back in those days, you know, the, the dollar menu was 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 the clutchest of all. Uh, up until the five dollar, the, the next greatest thing, which was the five dollar uh, Domino's pizza. When they started that promo, I mean, that mm. that, 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 that became our go to because mm. it, it was hard. It was hard to beat that one. But uh but yeah, shout out to uh, shout out to pump up the yams out there. Um, you know, if you can hook us up, maybe make a phone call out to his wife and get us a Domino sponsorship. Uh, yeah. Also, big shout out to keep pounding. If yeah, shout may- out to keep pounding. Maybe keep getting us tickets. This dude is making us look bad. Yeah, yeah, he's been on a tear lately. That man has been just cashing tickets left and right, and we're not talking about small tickets either. Very large tickets. Congratulations to him because, uh, you know, everyone gets hot and everything, but uh, he's managed to sustain it and really, really take down a couple of big pools. So, yeah, big shout out to keep pounding. Keep yeah. pounding out those tickets. See what I did there? I did. That's a little. Do you, uh, do you get it? I did get it. Is, is this is this payback for that joke earlier that I didn't did respond you, to? Did you, did you get it, though? I did get it. So you got it. Yes. Loud and clear, my buddy. But did you get it? Anyways, moving on. <laughs> We're going to... Uh, I, I want to say... I want to ask you. What What do you think about this weekend? I know we, we had two We had two stakes races. Um, we had the, the Holy Bull. Uh, and then we had the, uh, the Robert Lewis. Um, 
anything any the Medina spirit or uh already blanking on the Bill Mott horse. Um either of those do honor, anything for you? Honors it was uh it's a Shug horse. It's honor or something. Is it honor way? Oh man, I had both PPs. Uh it, oddly enough, I gave out the winner. I gave out that horse as the winner of that race. You um, did. You did. And, it's uh, true. I don't even remember the name of the horse, which uh, goes back to my. Uh, uh, I'd said that before. I was like, eh, I don't really. Uh, it's not that I don't pay. To, like I, I don't remember a lot of these horses, but you know, I, I tend to look at it. greatest honor. There we go. Great greatest song, honor. Um, I tend to, you know, well, even now, think about it. I mean, how often these horses race? Like, you got to remember these horses' names for a year, and then you know they're they're gone. But um, yeah, greatest honor. Um, I thought. I thought ran really well. Um, I was actually, uh, I was actually pretty happy that I was able to kind of give that one out, even though I think it went off as like second choice, like five to two or something, right? Yeah, it went off as five to two. I, I would have to say the greatest honor, if you were to, to look at greatest honor and also Medina spirit, you know, who kind of, you know, who wore it better. I, I would have to say it was greatest honor. Um, Granted, greatest honor really did have the the pace set up in front of him, but it wasn't it, it wasn't just incredibly hot fat fractions. But they were they were pretty they were pretty uh pretty honest on you know um so uh I was uh I was impressed with you know greatest honor's ability to uh to really you know sit back and relax a good few links off the pace. And, uh, then he, uh, uh, really did a good job kind of closing into that pace. And really it was, that race was his in the stretch with Santa Anita. I, I think just the whip rule kind of messes up the optics of races. Like I, I'm sure if I were to go back in and kind of look at the fractions, I might be a little bit more impressed, but you know, I feel like Medina spirit, you know, made the lead, um, had to fight for it a little bit and honestly probably should have faded, but they're just the horses behind them. They, you know, you don't use the whip as much. And so maybe they don't, they don't quite respond as much. I honestly thought that hot rod Charlie looked more impressive, um, but kind of had that thing that the younger horses hate, which was he, he got stuck in the middle of two horses in a really tight, bunch and usually those horses that are that are in the middle are the first to kind of blink and, and drop out of it and it didn't happen until right at the wire so medina spirit held on and you know i i'm not gonna run off to the next kentucky derby's future pool and put any money on medina spirit um i i, I think with Gulfstream having that short stretch at that distance that the holy bull was at it, it made it made you know greatest honor look a little bit better I, you know, if I had to pick a horse out of a, out of a derby prep race that I've seen so far, uh, it would be Caddo River, quite honestly, the horse that won the Smarty Jones, which I know traditionally, you know, I don't think a horse has ever won the Smarty Jones and gone on to win the derby, but maybe this is the first one, you know, that horse went out and set some blazing fractions and just kind of ran that field into the ground, but we'll see what happens when he has, he, you know, he has some, some pace competition. So I don't know. In summary and in summation, I would say um, Greatest Honor looked great. Um, you know, it, the Kentucky Derby is not really a closer's race, but, you know, 
maybe in that race, if he gets the pace set up, you know, that may, may, might be a contender down the road. And then Medina's spirit, I say. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the, the buyers came back pretty light on, uh, on both uh, efforts. Um, but you know, the, the thing is, is like at least greatest honor, you know, tap it. Uh, you know, you kind of expect that the horse is just going to continue to get better with age and with distance. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I could see greatest honor, greatest honors definitely got the, uh, you know, got street cry in the bottom too. So, you know, it's definitely got that classic pedigree. Um, so I think that, uh, I think greatest honor is probably going to be a player, uh, going forward. Um, you know, Medina spirit, uh, I thought was very game in, in winning that race. Um, I mean, I thought he was going to get put away like three different times down the stretch and just kept on finding. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. None of the other horses really in that race. I mean, what Spielberg was in that race, but I don't even think Spielberg was a was a, a factor. Um, there was the other horse that you had mentioned that was coming from coming off a long layoff uh, that ran in um, ran in the juvenile. Uh, so we'll see if we get uh, Hot Hot Rod Charlie if Hot Rod Charlie moves forward off that long layoff. Um, but yeah, I mean. I think greatest honors, the the one from this weekend that I was most impressed with and I'm most interested in going forward. Uh, I was trying to look for some futures possibly at a legal sports book and I couldn't find any. Um, but uh, yeah, we, uh, you know, kind of going to go, I, I think, I think that was all I pretty much saw from this weekend that I was, I was interested in at all, but um, how was that? How was Oakland for you? Tough weekend in Oakland. You know, I'd been, you know, with my sheets, at least I'd been hitting, you know, about three winners a day. And I managed to do that on Friday and then Saturday and Sunday were just with the weather was just tough, really tough. Um, you know, it, it's it's hard to. Uh, it's hard to. Uh, you know, what makes playing wet tracks so hard. Isn't just. uh you know, figuring out the bias, it's figuring out who's going to like overreact to the bias at some point. I, I, what I'm saying is like situations where you have early speed, just crush it for three straight races. And then in the fourth race, you see the entire, you know, all the jocks in the field overreact and think that they have to be on the lead and then completely melt it down for like a 50 to one closer that you just wouldn't see, you know, even, even being able to to you know sniff the uh, sniff the winner circle um, under normal circumstances, but they all kind of they all kind of run out of character. A good example of that was uh, on uh, Sunday, uh, Kelsey Har. Um, there were two races where you had lone early speed, and you know early in the card, you had just early speed just crush like three races in a row, and to her credit, Kelsey Horror was not passive and you know said, I'm not I'm I'm not gonna sit here and just watch these horses get smaller. I'm actually gonna get out there and poke my head out in front of this early speed. And when she did it, they they folded like lawn chairs. Did it twice in two races. And I mean compl- I as a gambler was completely outsmarted by the, you know, the aggressiveness that Kelsey Har showed. But, you know, there's something to be, you know, to take going forward, and that's knowing that Maybe if I've got early speed in a race that, 
you know, if I've got Kelsey on a, on a horse that doesn't look like it wants to be on the lead, that she might get out there and poke that head out and actually make a race of it and put her, her mount in the best position, actually, you know, get a chunk of purse money. Yeah. I play, I played a bit of Oaklawn this weekend and it was, uh, yeah, it was a bloodbath for me too. So I was, uh, I, I did not have a great, uh, a great weekend there, but, um, but yeah, I've uh, I, I kind of turned it around with um, you know doing a couple other things. You know, I know we did uh, we did a, a Discord tournament. I don't remember was it last week. Yeah, it might have been last week. Um, and uh, I got a nice little cash off that. So I've been playing a couple feeders here and there. Um, but uh, what was the? Oh man, what was the horse? No, that was two weeks ago, wasn't it? Because it was that Pacific Gale, right? Pacific Gale was the big one. Yeah, so that was two weeks ago. So I didn't really play much this weekend. Um, I've been trying to actually limit uh, limit my play a little bit, and it's been working out a bit. Um, I uh, yeah, I qualified for a feeder today, and I got some uh, cash, nice double there to end uh, end the Gulfstream card, and I got rewarded with a fucking tournament. It's got Turf Paradise tomorrow, so um, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a load of fun to handicap, but. Um, one thing I did want to get your thoughts on chase, uh, because it's something that I've seen, I've seen blown up on social media and I feel like it's something we talk about a lot and it's talking about getting new players into the game. Now, you know, we, it, it's kind of been our, the whole idea for us doing what we do here, uh, with on the wrong lead, you know, it has been to, you know, try to help educate the newer player. Um, and, you know, sometimes we, I guess that kind of gets lost for us because, you know, we get caught up in the big weekends and, you know, we, we, we handicap, we do the live shows and stuff like that, but, you know, we, we still have our, um, our handicapping videos that, um, you know, that we're working on and, uh, you know, our beginner content that we're working on there. Um, but I want to get your thoughts because I know, Person, I know you've told me numerous times that you've taken people to um, Oaklawn, your home track, who have n- no idea anything about horse racing. Um, what do you think? What, what's the missing piece? Where where do you really think now? Now education, I like. I think you and I both agree education is a huge thing, which is why. I mean, we do what we do, you know, that's why we do these podcasts. That's why we do our videos. That, that was the whole idea of us doing any of this on the wrong lead stuff is, you know, trying to get that education out there um, and, and trying to develop that beginner curriculum that, you know, we're, we're, we're working towards here. But what do you think, what, what do you think is the key to, to getting new blood into here? And now, I, I, I mean, is, do you think it's you think it's on the tracks? Do you think it's on us as fans? Do you think it's on? You think it's all of us? Like, like, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm gonna say a, a little bit of it is a little bit of it is on the media. Um, and there's a good reason to say this. I mean, it's it sounds like such a such a cop out answer, but you know. Back years ago, your local paper wrote about horse racing around the country, you know, a lot. There was somebody who, who focused on it. You know, it was something that everyone wrote about, everyone knew about, everyone talked about. It was on, 
you know, big time network TV. And we have that a little bit today, of course, but you know, it, it's not as, it's not as talked about. It's not as, as prevalent. Um, especially with, with these new States adding sports betting, there's a lot of focus on that, especially like you turn on ESPN and, and people are just talking, you know, there's even a show called the daily wager. Now that's, that's talking about the best sports bets throughout the day. But, if you think back to when like all sports were shut down and the only tracks that were running were like Billy Rogers and Oakland and Fonner Park and you had you know you had highlights from these tracks popping up in Sports Center. You had, you know, on the on the bottom crawl on ESPN, you had, you know, notes about the Arkansas Derby and things like that. Now we can't control the media. That's that's for sure. I mean, you you could call us the media, but technically, I think we're just kind of two guys doing a, a podcast for the love of it right now. Um, but you know, I I really think that everyone who does this and really enjoys it and really wants to see it continue for the long haul, you just make yourself an ambassador of the sport. You have to be an ambassador of the sport. You have to show people why you love it. You have to teach people what you know. Like, for example, you and I are of the age group where if we got into horse racing, how did we have to find out about handicapping and talk to other people? We had to do it through the fucking internet. Well, it's a lot more engaging when you do it by your, you know, do it with your your friends and you're you're doing it face to face and everything and. You know, take a new person to the to the track and get them to, you know, give them bets that will win. I mean, not even necessarily the best ROI bets, but give them give them bets that they know know will cash. Because I th- I think you'll find that um, when people go to the races and they you know bet two hundred dollars and they don't have anything to show for it at the end of the day, they're just like, well, I mean, it was fun to go and drink and watch horses, but I'm not sure how many times I want to do this. Well see what happens whenever you take them and you give them a bet the cashes and all their drinks are paid for and they're not paying for anything out of pocket throughout the day and maybe come home with a little bit more. I, I think we, everyone who loves this sport and follows it and thinks it's something worth keeping around, you just have to be an ambassador of the sport and keep doing it or it's not going to be around much longer. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, you know, everyone, everyone I know who is into horse racing at this point went to the track with a family member or a friend. And I still think that that's where it starts. Um, A friend of our, a friend of the show, um, uh, Mike McIntyre, uh, he's Gorgonzola on, um, Oh, is it Gorgonzola44, I think, uh, on, on Twitter? Um, but uh, he, he does stuff with the Daily Gallop. You know, he runs his, um, he runs the Daily Gallop um, tournament online. And, you know, he, he just makes a great point. He's like, you know, just get people to the track. And I, I completely agree with him. You know, I think we talked, we might have talked about this either, either I talked about this on my solo pod a couple weeks ago, or we talked about this, but like, just get people to show up, you know, uh, whether it's dollar hot dog night, whether it's, 
you know, whether it's, you know, $2 beers or whatever, what have you. Um, I, I'll tell you right now, man, like Arlington, uh, they don't draw the crowds they used to. But when you compare the racing that they have, you know, and you compare the amount of people they get there versus any other track. I mean, I, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if Arlington pulls more people than any other track with the exception of the major the major tracks like uh, any of the Naira tracks or Kentucky or, or West Coast and Gulfstream. Like, I wouldn't be surprised because I've been there on a Friday afternoon when they or Friday night when they do their, you know, party at the park, you know, and they do their like 350 beers and, you know, I think it's like a beer and a hot dog and or two beers and a hot dog or something for like 10 bucks or 15 bucks or whatever they do. And everybody's there just having a good time. And like, yeah, I, like these might not people now, right now, right the second, you know, they, there's a lot of college kids. There's a lot of younger, younger guys. Th- these might not be people right now who are, you know, spending the, you know, thousands of dollars a handle in the weekend or what, what have you. but everybody you talk to is like oh my dad used to take me when i was a kid well when you were a kid were you out there you know gambling five thousand dollars a weekend no you went when you were younger and when you were had more money and were able to you were able to 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 turn it into more to a bigger hobby and i think sometimes that gets lost with some of the very very old guard where they go well the gambler first and foremost is most important. And I agree. Like the gamblers get get the short end of the stick each way. Takeout goes up, it goes to the gamblers only get screwed. Especially especially the casual gambler. And we we talked about this offline with rebates and all this other stuff. How and and we see it all the time in the Discord, right? These guys who we see who are coming from sports betting who are are dropping, you know, hundreds of dollars a day and then we tell them like, "Hey, what rebate you should get into a rebate shop and they're like what are you talking about you know i mean that's money they're just leaving on the table right because they're just not they just don't know um so you got stuff like that you got uh you know and, and the gambler just gets you know gets, gets screwed but the thing is is that like you don't turn like gamblers you don't get them you know, you know, we 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 got that unique opportunity, like you were saying, with sports going away, and you know, gamblers wanting to gamble on something, and hey, hey, horses are still running. Um, but we're not going to get an opportunity like that ever again. And the the big thing is that we still need to cultivate. You know, a we, we just need to get people at the track and we need to get people to to fall in love with, with horse racing, with, with with the puzzle, with you know, with all this other stuff. So I don't know. I, I just feel like we we got a lot of work to do um in in that portion. I still think that it's really a marketing issue. Um it is a bit of still a gambler issue, you know, but you know, if you talk to any of those old gamblers, oh, they used to go with their dad. They used to go with their grandfather. It's like, yeah, you used to go to the track all the time before you had money. And now that you have expendable income, you're going. So, yeah, like we still need we still need the younger crowd as much as they're like, no, you need the gambler to screw the younger crowd. So, 
yeah, those those cocktail nights and those wine tastings and those food truck days, I think are just as helpful to to expanding the sport. Um, but I mean, I still think most you know education is gonna get out there. Um, with the internet, you know, obviously uh, everybody looks up YouTube videos and stuff like that. So hopefully, hopefully in a couple of months here, we'll, uh, you know, we'll be able to say that, that we, we help contributed something, you know, we'll, we'll leave, you know, some good, uh, good YouTube content out there, but, um, but yeah, it, it was just something I saw jumping around the other, the other, uh, the other big thing I saw on Twitter was there was too many podcasts. Um, you know, uh, Ken Rudolph, uh, kind of mentioning, Hey, there's all these podcasts and, um, I can kind of see his point. Uh, mostly I think he was talking about handicapping podcasts, which we do some handicapping here, but I think honestly, it's mostly just me and you bullshitting to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. The the majority (laughs) of the time to be fair. Uh, it's me and you bullshitting and just, uh, power ranking meats and dollar menus and shit. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, it was nice. It was nice having you back, Chase. I know, uh, I know you're uh, you've been busy, busy as of late. Um, as uh, you know, some some wanted, some unwanted uh, with uh, with some of the stuff going on with you. But uh, but yeah, I appreciate you taking some time. Uh, make sure uh, you guys check out Chase uh, this Friday. It's at two p.m. Central, three p.m. Eastern. Uh, this week it's gonna be uh it's gonna be uh one p.m. Central, two p.m. Eastern, I believe. Okay. Changing it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Trying to trying to hit that sweet spot. I, I'm not sure if uh, guest is confirmed, but we uh we've got a really good guest. Uh, if they uh if they do confirm on uh on Friday, it'll be it'll be a fun show. Um, well, I checked my email and I I didn't see anything so. Fair enough. Um, I do need to get you on there. Um, oh, we'll I think, I'm not sure. I think you might be more valuable just putting snarky comments, just shitting up that chat. You just know, shitting up the chat. Hey, I'm I'm good at shitting up chat. <laughs> no, no, it's appreciated. I really appreciate the the uh, the fact that you and the other guys watch it and actually, you know, are engaged with it and everything. It makes it a lot more fun, actually. Kind of, kind of relaxes me a little bit because it's just, uh, you know, me trying to be uh, uppity with my friends making fun of me while I do it. So pretty par for the course. Yeah, and then uh, we'll be doing, uh, we'll be going live again uh, this Thursday, seven p.m. Central, eight p.m. Eastern. Uh, we'll be on YouTube. We'll be on Twitter. Um, we've been messing around with some new software, so hopefully that, uh, you know, that that'll be some fun. Um, and then. Uh, our yeah, boy Josh made some some sexy new graphics for it too. Yeah, we're we'll we'll see. I'm I'm trying to teach myself how to do all this stuff on the fly. So we'll hope. Um, well, you know, let me know what you guys think. I know our boy Andrew uh, Road Warrior on uh, Twitter already shouted out, said he likes the graphics. So um, I appreciate it. Um, so the website's going to be going to be next for just a little bit of a refresh, and and hopefully we get a little bit more content going on the website, which is. Uh, just kind of fallen fallen by the wayside a little bit with all of our um, video and other content, but but yeah, uh, you can catch us at uh, ontherongleadcom youtubecom slash ontherongleed. Uh, we're on Twitter at um, wrong underscore lead. Chase, where can they find you? 
You can follow me on Twitter at uh, at of Oquan O F Oquan. Uh, of course, uh, I've got my my uh, my wares. I pedal at JustPickWinners.net and uh, check out the uh, the live stream uh, Friday uh, at ABR Live and also on the America's Best Races on YouTube. All right, Jesus, I... Josh, we're, we are a bunch of places these days. Uh, well, I am just at Cherry Drink. I think it's just you that's places. Just take the fucking compliment, dude. <laughs> uh, and then uh, hopefully you'll be able to find me uh, in that Players Championship in April. Hopefully uh, I qualify tomorrow and don't have to play Turf Paradise anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Turf Paradise. All right. We'll see you guys.